Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 with our new ESPN Chicago app. The The Baseball Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. What's up? Welcome in to the Baseball Show presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Hit us up on Twitter as well at ESPN MLB Show at ESPN MLB Show. We are building a bridge to White Sox baseball as they take on the Cleveland Indians at Guaranteed Rate Field. Mark Chanowski with the pregame at 635. Andy Mazur and Darren Jackson with the call at 710 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So here is my first pitch. It's been nine days since the Cardinals last played a game after a coronavirus outbreak within their traveling party, paused their schedule, and postponed seven games this past week. In total, seven players and six staff members tested positive for COVID-19 while the rest of the team uh, quarantined in their Milwaukee hotel. So after two rounds of negative tests earlier this week, the Cardinals were cleared to travel back to St. Louis and have two workouts at Bush Stadium to prepare for this weekend series against the Cubs. Members of the Cardinals traveling party had been testing for COVID-19 every day, and they have flown together and worked out twice at Bush Stadium, and now look what's happened. Look what's happened. The Cubs are ready to play, and the Cardinals once again have issues with COVID-19 to the point where we won't see a series this weekend. Not tonight, not Saturday, not Sunday. This is really a shame. And we're going to talk to Jesse Rogers coming up in our next segment. We'll hear from Jesse live from Bush Stadium. He's been on SportsCenter a lot today, so we'll get his perspective here on the baseball show, what's going on from his um, from his view. But this is really a shame. Once again, COVID-19 has caused more cancellations. So why does this sport continue as much as you and I love baseball? And I would love for my first pitch to talk about the games from both sides of town. We'll we'll get to with the Cubs and White Sox, but front facing the front burner topic is what is going on with baseball, not only now, but for the future, it comes down to money and viability and resolve and oh yeah mismanagement from the player side and also the commissioner's office what we are seeing with COVID-19 and baseball is a microcosm of society there are some of you that don't feel like a mask is something that is important in your life through COVID-19 some of you don't believe it's real and some of you know how real it is and to the point where You want this stopped so badly that you will continue to wear a mask and wash your hands and all these things because this is what the experts are saying to do. You do whatever it takes to be able to have normalcy again. I know I feel that way. I know many people in my circle feel that way as well. But And part of that is sports, right? Part of that is baseball. As much as you and I love baseball, what we want to see is be able to see our teams play on time, 
the games that they're supposed to play and be able to get closer and closer to the point that you and I can go to a ball game, not just watch it on the big screen, but actually be at the stadium. As we talk about this on the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by uh, At The Office, a great place in Crestwood. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Nails tonight. Uh, At The Office in Crestwood is a proud official White Sox bar. It's also a phenomenal place to watch a White Sox game. As I mentioned, it's really a shame because it's another cancellation. I saw this long list of contingency plans and scheduling and rescheduling. And one of the ways they managed to do this was trying to schedule all these seven inning doubleheaders. Remember when that story first came out about a couple of weeks ago about, well, we'll have doubleheaders, but they'll just be seven inning doubleheaders. 14 to be exact. I saw this new rescheduling, and now, by the way, they could take that schedule and look at it that they put together, and they could say, okay, well, we're not doing this anymore, so now we got to figure out another thing for the Cardinals because they've only played five games. <laughs> so, so all this stuff they had planned, Major League Baseball, as far as uh, multiple doubleheaders, 14, now what's that going to happen? How are the Cubs and Cardinals going to make this up? 11 of the league's 30 clubs were affected by the postponements and subsequent rescheduling. The Cardinals have gone through this more than anybody else. The Tigers, the White Sox, the Brewers, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Marlins, the Yankees, the Nationals. They've all had to go through this. And you try to figure out, okay, do you put this on hold this season, or do you just keep powering through? Some thoughts from Buster Olney, who covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. He talks about uh, Major League Baseball's plan moving forward. I think big picture, they're not that tenuous. You know, I've talked to general managers this week who really believe that the perspective of Major League Baseball is we're putting our heads down and we're going to make this work. I mean, you guys saw that. That list of makeup games that we have with the Marlins, you know, seven games in five days. They're going to do everything they can to play. I do think, after talking with general managers, that the two potential scenarios that could take down the sport, one would be if you had five or six teams all at once have a situation like the Marlins or the Cardinals have. And the other one is if some player of prominence gets really, really sick or, God forbid, worse. I think those would alter the conversation, but internally, there are definitely, you know, a lot of teams that are like, we are going to go ahead and plow through this because it's a business. And Major League Baseball wants to get to that pot of gold in the postseason money. Thoughts there from uh, Buster Olney. As I just mentioned, a lot of this has to do with money. Anytime that you have questions about anything when it comes to sports, you're like, why is this happening? Usually you look at sports first. It's money, it's viability, it's resolve. And it's just been bungled from the beginning, from the Players Association at, all the way to the co- the commissioner's office. It has been. And it's just, it's really too bad. We cannot turn a blind eye to what is happening here in our country and in this city when it comes to COVID-19. It's affecting you and I trying to just watch a, a series between the Cubs and Cardinals. It, it's affecting all these other teams in Major League Baseball, this rescheduling, postponement. All we got to make sure, like... Again, all I could do is look up at the screen and look at hockey, look at basketball, and look at the WNBA and look at their what's going on with them and their bubble plan. They just continue to crank out 0%, 0% positive tests for COVID-19. And baseball is just lingering out here. 
And it makes me wonder about the football season coming up as well, college and pro. How does this work when you don't have a plan in place and when you don't have protocols already locked in for how to make players safe? Remember, player safety is first because without players, we don't have baseball or any of our sports. As far as the Cubs are concerned yesterday, boy, that game was over quickly, wasn't it? The Cubs rotation entered the game with a sub-2 ERA, which was baseball's best, but that number rose as things got out of hand quickly in that game. I mean, the Royals sent 11 men to the plate and scored six runs in the third inning to run their lead to 9 nothing. It was over. And I said at the time, uh, Tyler Chatwood, welcome, by the way, Tyler, to the 2020 season. The Tyler Chatwood that we've seen before, he showed up at Kauffman Stadium yesterday after he was really good first couple outings, and now he went back to regressing to the Chatwood that we saw last year. And here's a guy here that was virtually perfect in his first two starts, but then he's out there for two and a third innings pitch, and it just wasn't his day. I said at the time, you know, you've got to be able to make some, some changes here by not just going traditionally to some long man like Underwood in the rotation. I thought at the time watching, I said, well, if the Cubs are going to be down eight or nine runs by the time you get to the fourth inning, bring in Kimbrell. That was my idea. And now Kimbrell eventually got in the ball game, but I think he should have been there right after Chatwood. That guy needs a couple of innings to try to get a win. He needs a, I guess you could say a metaphorical win. Not necessarily a W in the game, but just to be able to pitch well to get his confidence back. He just does not have it. He just doesn't have it. And But ultimately, the bottom line is that the Cubs didn't have enough runs, did not score enough. And, of course, Chatwood gave up 11 hits on eight runs in two and a third innings pitch as Keller was able to uh, go through the lineup for the Cubs uh, on the mound for the Royals, five innings pitched, three hits uh, with seven strikeouts. He looked good against uh, the Cubs offense yesterday, and the Cubs end up losing that ball game 13-2. to On the other side of the town with the White Sox, as I mentioned, we're going to lead you into Sox baseball coming up uh, at uh, 635. The Sox entered Wednesday with the best offense in the majors with their position players compiling an F-war of 3.3. That's tops in the sport. The same offense has been slowed, though, over the past uh, couple of ball games at guaranteed rate. So I that that did not look good yesterday for the White Sox, and they got to be able to rally here against the Indians. As the same Indians team that the Sox had a problem with at uh, Progressive uh, Field not too long ago, it was it was one of those things where you saw how the Sox played against the Twins and the Indians. You say, okay, so who can the Sox beat? You know, can they get some momentum? And they did get some momentum, but it's, they've been sputtering as of late. Let's see if they can turn it around as Dylan Cease is on the mound for the White Sox uh, in the uh, contest today as the Indians are 8-6 and six and the White Sox are 7-6 and six on the season. Um, but yesterday's game, as I was telling uh, Chris and Adam about Aloy Jimenez, He's had some well-documented adventures out there in the outfield. I mean, he's 23 years of age. He's going to make some mistakes. I get that. But that, you know, we talk about Schwarber all the time, eventually being a DH on the Cubs side of things. But Aloy got caught in a spider web yesterday and allowed Yelich to have an inside-the-park home run. That was atrocious. It just There's no way you can soft-pedal that. You just can't. It just You've got to be able to just be better than him just flaying around like a fish trying to get out of that that net and trying to pick up the baseball. 
Uh, the other thing is we saw him running into a wall. Where's the Jimmy Pearsall wall, ball, wall thing? Where's that? Where was that when he crashed into the wall? Had to leave the game on, on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, that's. I don't like that. Those adventures in the outfield. I don't care if you're a veteran outfielder or a young one. You just got to be able to get better at that position. Uh, he might be the worst outfielder that the Sox have when he's starting, but he's got to be better than what he was able to provide, especially yesterday. Uh, so <laughs> that just that didn't look great. That uh, inside the park home run. So again, we'll keep our eyes on the White Sox to see if they can turn things around and have some momentum offensively. That is key. It is the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company, this portion of which is brought to you by at the office in Crestwood. I've been there more than once. Great place. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Ales. At the office in Crestwood is a proud official White Sox bar. Also a phenomenal place to watch a White Sox game. We will hear from Jesse Rogers from Bush Stadium in St. Louis as we move forward here on the Baseball Show presented by Goose Island Beer Company. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Catch up on your time. Click the Baseball Show tile for the podcast on the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. White Sox baseball at 635. We'll be carrying the game with Mark Janowski, along with uh, Andy Mazur and Darren Jackson right here on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. I'm Jonathan Hood of The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Hope that you have a great Weekend, especially with baseball, no Cubs, obviously, because the Cubs uh, and the Cardinals series has been postponed because of COVID-19. But there's other things to watch, White Sox and everything else around Major League Baseball. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. We're going to hear from Jesse in just a moment, but let me squeeze in Mike in Schaumburg with Jonathan Hood of the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Hi, Mike. Hey, Hoodie. Hope you're having a good Friday. Great show. Great show. Wish it was Thank longer you, tonight. Um Quick, two quick points. One on why teams don't just get L's. There's, I feel like there's not a lot of responsibility. You know, they get COVID, and it's just okay. We'll postpone it. We'll postpone it. It's not all right. You get an L. Bring people up from the taxi squad mm-hmm. and play the game, or take the L. And then you know, owners maybe they have to find players. I know Jesse's not gonna like hearing that because he's a players guy. However, I feel like there's no responsibility and, and millionaires. I mean, let's just take athletes out of it, right? If you meet, uh, I mean, I don't know a lot of any millionaires, heck, even thousandaires, but most millionaires seem to have an air about them that they can almost do whatever they want whenever they want. And I feel like that's the same situation that's going on right now without any, you know, without any sense of uh, restrictions or penalties to the teams and then the players. And, hell, even the owners, if their teams are missing games, take away some of that revenue. I think that may help uh, help that situation a little bit. I, pe- I appreciate you breaking down the game of baseball and not just crushing the game and talking about the generalities of it as well. Really appreciate that, Hoodie. Great show. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you uh, checking in on the baseball show. It just, you know, I love the sport just like you love the sport. There's so many things to the, to baseball that we've got to talk about. Um <laughs> You know, I've, I've had a hard time trying to balance COVID-19 and that actually what's going on on the field 
this year, but I've enjoyed being able to talk about both because we know COVID-19 and that story is real, but also the action that we do get a chance to see, that's real as well. And it's also great to just have some semblance of baseball, even though it doesn't seem like the baseball that you and I are used to with fans and the pageantry of the sport. But it's it's here in some cities, not all of them, clearly. Uh, Jesse Rogers covers Major League Baseball for ESPN.com, uh, and he joins me here on the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000. Jesse, uh, you just heard from our caller, Mike, talking about the taxi squad, so I'll, I'll start there. Uh, now that we know that the Cardinals and uh, the Cubs series is postponed for uh, this weekend, what about the taxi squad? Um, how come taxi squad players are not being utilized enough across the board to prevent cancellations in Major League Baseball? Yeah, I think, um, it, there's a misconception there. The, the players are there to replace the ones that test positive, but that has nothing to do with canceling games. The cancellation is to prevent further spread. And in case other Cardinals in this instance are positive, they, they don't want to gather the teams together. Um, and then that's the problem. Yeah, you can replace the ones that have already been deemed positive, but this incubation period is causing havoc. The point is we know the Cardinals have an outbreak. We're waiting for it to subside. They figured a couple negative uh, days of negative tests results would be okay, but then a positive one pops up out of nowhere. So, yeah, that player will be replaced, but they, they, we don't know how, who else could be positive. So now they want to wait another couple days to make sure the rest of the guys that are that are left over don't infect um, uh, each other or certainly the Cubs if it was this weekend. So that that's the reason you're not just seeing them call up and not missing games. And maybe that is something we, we really didn't visualize uh, before the season started. Jesse, with baseball just continuing the way that's going, you remember Rob Manfred with that sit-down with Tom Verducci a couple of weeks ago saying that if we're going to have you know multiple outbreaks uh, for you know with baseball teams that we might shut it down. How much does this damage the sport just for it to just keep going and having all these cancellations? I, you know, I, I think they want to power through. I, I think they're hopeful that these two outbreaks have been wake-up calls for the players. And number two, the, the tightening of the protocols will help prevent the next outbreak. So sometimes, and I said this uh, uh, last week, I think, on, on one of the shows, you need a little leveling off period. When, when summer camp started, there were, there were some positive tests and, Everybody was delayed. Remember all those delayed practices? Mm-hmm. Things settled in, and the last t- couple weeks of summer camp went well. I think same thing here. We start traveling. Guys test positive. They're not. They're a little lax. Oh, I don't need to wear the mask everywhere. And all of a sudden, we have two outbreaks. Now things level off once guys learn what they need to do. They tighten up the protocols. Maybe baseball messed up. Maybe surgical masks should have been required right away. But look, they're listening to their medical experts. The medical experts said cloth masks. And now on buses and planes, they've said surgical masks. So I, I don't think it's as chaotic as you, as you might think. I think we've had a couple blips here, big ones, two teams. But uh, it's not like it's spreading across the league, at least in this moment. Tomorrow well, might be a new story. Well, I mean, well, Jesse, I mean, when you have this many postponements and it's not because of rain, it does sound – it sounds – pretty chaotic it sounds pretty i mean there's a lot of makeup dates here you mentioned what the cardinals have to go through to just to to get through a 60 plus game season this is a, a lot of double headers and stuff they have to be able to go through this is not great for baseball at all it's not going to be easy for them or or anyone else that has to do this like the marlins no it's not going to be easy and this whole season's not going to be easy and the and the tightening of the protocols is going to is going to make this not very fun much fun 
Um, and, and I think the Cubs, for example, have taken the right attitude. The, the fun they're going to have this season, and I'm talking about the fun over the course of 24 hours in a day, is the three and a half hours they're on a baseball field. That's where you let out your pent-up frustration. That I, I think it's such a an uh, uh, interesting um, uh, what's signal sort of thing, sign. The one place you, you don't have to wear a mask is on the baseball diamond. That's where you can be yourself. The rest of the day, you are a prisoner to this virus. It is not going to be easy, and it's not going to be easy. Now, now the Cubs have to make up three games with the Cardinals. It's going to you know, backlog their schedule. The team that survives it, the team that's last standing, will feel like they accomplished something. That's for sure, Jay Hood. Aren't you amazed, Jesse, as we talked to Jesse Rogers in the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app? Are you amazed at how well the Cubs have been able to, to play through this? First of all, number one, staying healthy. That's great. I mean, and not being – this is the first time they've been been involved around this pandemic, not this team, but, of course, the Cardinals, so it's been postponed. But how amazed are you that the Cubs have been pl- able to play so well throughout all of this? I'm amazed by two things. Um their starting rotation did a hell of a job during the shutdown. They mm-hmm. got themselves ready. Now, I don't cover other teams as closely. Maybe other teams did as well. But nobody else had a 195 uh, ERA going into last night's you know, Chatwood debacle by the rotation. So what they did in the shutdown, they deserve a ton of credit. Tommy Hottaby, sick with the virus, still doing Zooms with his pitchers. Mike Borzello, the strategist. You know, They got them those pitchers ready. And the decisions they made to, to have Nico Horner up here, to draft Nico Horner, to sign Kipnis, um, to, uh, to have Caratini as, as, as Darvish's catcher and, uh, and to DH him as well, I think they've done a good job with the bottom end of the roster better than in the last year or two. I give them a lot of credit. I did not love this team going into this season. Uh, I didn't love its depth. I didn't love mm-hmm. its depth, and its depth is proving to be better than I thought. So those are the two areas – that have been very impressive to me, and it has um, basically bought some time for a new bullpen. Kimbrell needs a lot of confidence, as we all know, because we watched. And I said at the time, when you saw that Tyler Chatwood looked like, you know, Tyler Chatwood from last year, I would have brought Kimbrell in much earlier. I, I mean, the game was out of reach. I'm glad he was able to get at least an inning, but that guy just needs a win. Not a, yep. not the metaphorical win. I mean, just like right, he just needs right. to have a couple of innings where he's playing, you know, pitching, giving you quality. And I just, I just don't see it. Yeah, no, no. You, you, you. The, he needs the metaphorical win. You're exactly right. Yeah. Not the little literal win, because um, he's not going to get close to a win in the near future. That would mean he's in a close game. I, I don't know if he can find it. I mean, I keep I, I sound like a, a, a I don't know. I keep I keep repeating myself. I and and I don't know if everyone else is hearing what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it again. He wasn't good at the end of 18. He wasn't good in 19. He's not good uh, right now. Uh, that's three separate seasons, two different teams. What are we hoping for here? Now, I'm not saying it's unheard of that a guy can come back from from all this. It can happen, but man, uh, he's got to show me, right? I mean, I just don't yeah. believe it's going to happen. And it's really – this is one of those where you, you don't blame the player. He's doing what he can. I, I believe that. Why'd they sign him to that big contract? Why'd they sign him? Um, everybody in the league saw what happened at the end of 18 with Boston. So, look, I think Theo's done a lot of good things, but this one might be one of the worst simply because the evidence was there. And instead of giving him a tryout for half a season, you signed him to three years. Can't sugarcoat that. All right, Jesse, give me one little note, a little nugget off of your phone regarding baseball and COVID-19. Somebody had to say something. What, what's, who said uh, something to you? Give me a little uh, something. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. Cub player texted, texted to me this, this exact line. 
I want nothing to do with Bush Stadium this weekend. That's my Fair. that's my little nugget from a <laughs> Cubs player today. Can't this say is, who. This before the the shutdown, before all the, the, the <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I think that's that's even better. That, let's go with that. It was, let's go with it. it. It happened at nine a.m. I want nothing to do with Bush Stadium this weekend. <laughs> I could kind of tell. I could kind of guess who that might be, but I'm just not, no. I'm you not probably won. So yeah, I mean, it could be anybody. <laughs> and, and it was because of the everything that's been going on with St. Louis, right? They didn't want to deal deal with this. Yeah, all, yeah, that's right? it. It wasn't. It's not the St. Louis is boring thing. It's the. <laughs> um, I mean, it's especially boring now. You can't go anywhere, but of course, you can't yeah. go anywhere in Chicago either. Um, uh, it, it, it was the virus thing. The, the Cubs have been. They're clean, man. It's like it's like you've had a perfect attendance record, and and you know you you want to be there, right? Or I don't know yeah. what the analogy is, but they've been they've been so perfect health wise. They don't they don't want to uh, mess that up in any way. Just as always, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely, Jay Hood, love it. Talk to you soon. Jesse Rogers with us right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by At the Office in Crestwood. Oh, I love that place. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox Golden Ales tonight. At the Office in Crestwood is a proud official White Sox bar and is a phenomenal place to watch a White Sox game. We thank you for listening to the baseball show presented by Goose Island right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Sean Davis is our producer for the baseball show. And coming up, White Sox baseball as they take on the Cleveland Indians. Mark Chanowski standing by with the pregame at 635, followed by Andy Mazur and DJ on the call at 710 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. This is the Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.